family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Welcome, everyone, to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services and brought to you in part by Sosby's Garage. Give John Sosby a call out there in Loganville. He can take care of all your pains and aches with your car, 678-825-2127. You will not find a more honest mechanic, no matter how hard you try. Well, again, I'm your host, Rick Strawn, president of Paradigm Security Services, and we are excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We are coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, we plan to feature businesses and in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County and the, and the people within Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we will touch on that and all related aspects of security in one way or the other through the course of each show. Our guest today, I am very glad to have Mr. Jace Brooks. And for those of you that don't know in Gwinnett County, which I find it hard to believe that you don't, he is the County Commissioner of District 1 with one hat and the other hat. He's Business Manager and Consultant for Table Group Consulting. Glad to have you here, Jace. Great to be here, Rick. I've been uh, wanting to get you here for a while. Yeah, it's great to great to be here. Uh, although we're we're here during interesting times, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Uh, through the uh, the 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 flag of uh, COVID night COVID nineteen. So. That's right. I think there's a um, ancient Chinese uh, curse. Uh, may you live in interesting times. <laughs> there so, is actually. Uh, th- th- we are we are living in interesting times right now. Yeah, it's times that. Uh, Three, four months from now, we'll look back and say, wow, did we really do all that crap? Or did we really not do all that crap? That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it, it is interesting. We're not going to spend a whole bunch of time talking about the virus because I, I know you both, you and I both, are about fed up with the virus. It seems like uh, everywhere you turn, whether it be the radio or the TV or anything else, that's all people talk about. That's right. You can't get away from it. So uh, why don't we spend some time getting away from it? Sounds good. Well, one of the things, you know, you know businessman, I know, I know what you do as county commissioner. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit, because you've been that since 2012. You're not running the, this time again, to repeat, which personally I'm sorry to hear. Well, thank you. Um, but I know that you've created and implemented policy and decisions for the, I mean, Gwinnett's the second largest county in Georgia with a million residents, 4,800 county employees, and a $1.8 million budget. 1.8 billion. Billion, excuse me. You're right. That's that's million with a B. Um, you use consultant sales skills and relationships and with collaboration to build consensus and coalitions all the way through. And, you know, that's a perfect fit for what you do as a business. Uh, it's basically a management and consulting business when you're doing county commission work. You've got to have all those interactions. You've got to be able to mediate. You've got to be able to consult. 
So why don't you describe a little bit about that, and you will and then we'll transition over and kind of talk about some other stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, yeah the county government's uh, responsible for uh, the county government services, um, things that uh, you you want to uh, go well, uh, things like water and sewer. Uh, you want that toilet to flush and uh, go somewhere. And you, you don't want, want to be drinking what flushes. That's right. And you want that water to turn on whenever you uh, turn on that shower or, or that faucet. Um, police, of course, uh, all the, the entire public safety, everything from police and fire and EMS to uh, the court system, uh, district attorney, um, all of that uh, falls under our uh, area of responsibility, at least from a budget standpoint. Roads, traffic, transit. Uh, all of that's a part of it. Uh, planning, uh, residential development, commercial development, economic development. Uh, all of that's a part of uh, uh, what we do there at the county. And thankfully, like you said, there's a lot of collaboration that goes on. We have just some amazing partners that we work with. Right now, we're sitting right in the middle of the, the Gwinnett Place uh, CID. Uh, so we have a number of CIDs, uh, commercial improvement districts, uh, that uh, we partner with, and they do an absolutely uh, phenomenal job of kind of honing in on a specific area. Uh, of course, we have our uh, 16 cities, and uh, I, I love our cities. I was on city council awesome. for uh, 10 years in Swanee, and so I love uh, working with them. And in my area, it's predominantly uh, Swanee, Sugar Hill, and Duluth. So, you know, just some fantastic cities to work with. And then we have a lot of nonprofits that we work with to kind of address some of the community uh, issues that, uh, that we're dealing with in, in, a, in a county of a million people. Well, you're the public on the public-private partnerships when you're with the government part of it. And that was one of, was one of the things I was going to mention was the CIDs. I personally have been there uh, since we do security for a couple of the CIDs, Gwinnett Place as well as Gateway 85. And I noticed that, you know, when you're there in those meetings and around with the stuff that goes on in the meetings, you're, you know, you and the county government, you know, when I say you, I mean the county government, you're a big part of it. And there's a lot of collaboration that goes on and a lot of help that the, that the public really does. I mean, the you know, private sector, the public part of it really doesn't understand or know how much y'all do, and it's not taxpayer money that's doing it. That's right. That's an excellent point. So the, in, in those districts, it's the uh, businesses that uh, self-tax them, uh, themselves and uh, provide things. So I'll say thank you for the work that uh, you and your team do from a security standpoint. That's uh, that's really one of the major things that uh, that does happen in those CIDs is providing that extra level of security for, for those businesses and for the people that uh, – that uh, visit those businesses as well and other things landscaping we do a lot of work partnering with uh, with the CIDs from transportation standpoint so it could be roads uh, it could be sidewalks uh, uh, lots of pedestrian and bike type of uh, uh, infrastructure that we uh, partner with them on lighting uh, the beautiful well. floor around the expressway intersections that you see that's CID stuff that is CID stuff uh, one of the big things we're doing here, uh, partnering with the CID here at Gwinnett Place right now, is the uh, oh. we're doing a roundabout. Yeah, we're doing oh, a roundabout yeah, that's right. Right, right there at uh, Venture Drive and 
Pleasant Hill, and that'll really help uh, the traffic congestion that happens right there. That's going to be an interesting intersection. Just it, it, will expressway. Be. it will be. <laughs> it'll be a little bit of education that'll have, have to yeah. go on, but it'll, it'll be, help. It'll be even more education than the diverging diamond, uh, <laughs> I venture to say, from looking at it from a cop's perspective. That's right. That's um, right. Well, you know, politics, I guess this is the year when everybody's in politics. I was watching the some of the returns last night, amazing how things flip like a coin. Um, what, what do you see going on with the politics this year? And I know, th- I guess the thing that bothers me the most is regardless of whether you're conservative or liberal, re- Republican or Democrat, it just seems like everybody is at each other's throat. Right. And there's, they don't, they're not getting any, you know, I will say this, you know, and I'll throw my bias a little bit. Trump has gotten a lot of stuff done. Right. But it just seems like there's nothing coming out of the House. It just seems like because of the conflict, nothing gets done. That's that's so true. And it's, uh, it is it is disappointing. Uh, I think you see it uh, more so at the federal level. Um, it, exactly. Immense divisiveness, so much so that not much gets done. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, really. But, but sometimes we do need them to get said. We do need them to get some things done. And, and right now, this crisis, they are uh, working together a little bit better. And we'll see if that can continue. Uh, there's some of that uh, certainly at the state level, too. Uh, thankfully, at, at the local level, you don't see the divisiveness as much. Exactly. Um, uh, particularly at the county and at the city level. You know, one thing I would love to see the the cities run nonpartisan. You know, I, I, I wish that would that, be great. I wish at the county level, you know, we could uh, do that as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but uh, most of what we do at the at the local level doesn't really have a partisan bent to it. There's certainly some ways that that you, you govern. Yep. Uh, that, that, that are different. Um, uh, I govern from a, a rather conservative standpoint, particularly fiscally and economically. But um, but all you know, overall, it, it's not really. It, it shouldn't be that partisan at the local level. But um, you, you ask kind of what uh, what I see going on. Yep. Uh, it, I, I feel like there there's probably a, a good bit of change uh, that will happen uh, this year. Um, it, County commissioner-wise, uh, we have uh, two two new commissioners that came on board, so they've been there a uh, little over a year. Mm-hmm. And then the three of us that have been there for uh, eight-plus years, uh, none of us are running for re-election. So you will certainly have uh, some change there. Uh, and like you said, kind of take, taking the politics side of, of it out, uh, that, that will mean that uh, – Everyone on the board of commissioners will have uh, two years or less of experience, and and my guess is you'll you'll probably see some change at the at the staff level as well. We have a lot of uh, incredible leaders uh, that are at that retirement age, and uh, they may uh, go ahead and start taking advantage of that uh, opportunity from a personal level. So that level of change, again, kind of forgetting about the politics side of it. Mm-hmm is is concerning it's uh it's so you well, i would hope that they would at least the staff some of the staff because there's some awfully good staff been supporting these people that are commissioners uh and the uh, chairman as well and i would like to see some of that staff hopefully stay along and and help to give these new people some guidance and there again it's whether it's conservative whether it's republican or democrat the count that guidance is going to have to be there because you don't want to make any changes drastic changes that old idea of coming in there's a new sheriff in town 
which we're going to have too. We will have a new sheriff. That's um, true. But that idea, it, it's got to kind of take a back seat. That's true. So, uh, you know, there are some certain things that are just uh, the Gwinnett way of doing things. Uh, we strive for excellence at everything that we do. We're fiscally responsible. We've had the triple, triple A bond rating for uh, dozens of years now. And that saves our county and our taxpayers a lot of money. A lot of money. We're talking billions of dollars. So um, that uh, ho- hopefully those that come on board will uh, continue that type of uh, leadership uh, there at the county level. And, and yes, hopefully uh, some of the staff, I know some of the staff will certainly stay. So it, it won't be a vast exodus, yep. uh, but, uh, but you will, uh, uh, you, you probably see a will change. see, you, you will see a change. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes in Gwinnett over the next few years. And, and I'm not talking about changing from red to blue or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about there's a lot of growth going on. There's a lot of stuff going on with uh, well, transit. Exactly. Uh, there's a tremendous amount going on with transit. And there's got to be changes there regardless of the color of your party. Uh, it's for the people. And there's, there's a need. There's a desire. Uh, like it or not, for some of the older Gwinnett people that don't want to change, which has been always the way with Gwinnett, this is the way it's always been, why should we change? Because times are changing. Right. So what do you think about the transit stuff? Where are we going there? Right. Well, thank you for that question. I, I appreciate it. So we, we'll actually be meeting uh, next week, um, probably at a distance, but uh, we will be <laughs> meeting uh, next week and starting to really – um, hone in and focus in on uh, what exactly the plan will be and um, and what that will look like. Uh, if I had to guess right now, uh, my educated guess is that we will have something on the ballot uh, in November. Um, I'm not sure which funding mechanism that uh, we will we will choose. There's a there's an option uh, to go with MARTA, uh, which would be a, a penny sales tax, and uh, there's an option to go with what's called the ATL. Uh, that would also be a, a penny sales tax. So from a funding standpoint, we do have those options. But I, I think you're right. Uh, it seems like there is a desire, if you look at the county as a whole, I would say it's 60% plus that uh, would like to have transit as an option. And uh, that's how I view it. Uh, we need as many transportation options as possible. Transit is one that we just don't have uh, it is not flourishing in Gwinnett County right, right now. now. You your option is to get a car or walk or take a bike, right? And right. Hope you don't have to go too far if you're on the bike or walking, but you know, and, or hooking up through Gwinnett Transit and hooking up to Marta, and sometimes that's kind of a pain. It, it can be, and so you, you see, like the express buses. So you see right. that that those are uh, extremely do, do an extremely great job. Uh, it is but they're welcomed. Limited. It, they are limited, right? But I think it does show that uh, if you're going to the right spot and if it's reliable, then people will will, can't, will choose a transit option because it, it does sure. have some benefits. You, you get to relax a little bit. You might be able to get some work done, some studying done. Some sleep done. Some sleep. If you need <laughs> One that. eye open. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But much less frustration, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're not sitting there wanting to kill somebody in the next car or them wanting to kill you. That's right. Yeah, the... Um, but, yeah, the transportation has been a big thing for several years, uh, several cycles here. And it, it was kind of a hit and miss last year, and, and it missed. And there was a lot of complaints about being martyr. I, I was one of the people that 
I come from working in Atlanta for a lot of time. I saw Martyr when it was digging the tunnels and back in the 70s and all that kind of stuff. So I, I followed them along. And, you know, the management from in the old days was just so mismanaged. Uh, it was terrible. And I was one of the people that was so much against for so long against doing anything and hooking up with Martyr. But I saw a lot of changes on that last proposal that gave it uh, Gwinnett so much more authority that I kind of switched my position and was I was for the transportation issue. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't on the winning side. But then that happens every once in a while. But, uh, you know, we're coming up again. It's going to be interesting to see. I know Charlotte's been working like crazy on it. I know all of y'all have to try to work something and pound something out that is good for our county and uh, good for the people in it. Well, thank you. And, and we involved a, uh, you know, a transit review committee uh, this go around as well. And uh, really took a lot of the input that, that we heard during the last vote and leading up to the last vote and after the last vote. And um, they, they incorporated some significant improvements. And so I, uh, I think that you will, uh, everyone will see that in, in the new plan. We'll, uh, like I said, we'll hammer that out uh, next week. But I think it will look largely like uh, what the Transit Review Committee has, uh, has suggested. And uh, so we, we had some holes there. So uh, they've done an excellent job of kind of uh, do, making some improvements there. Well, there was, despite what people think, there was public input on the last one. But it wasn't to the level of visibility, I think, that everybody needed to see. Uh, they felt like there wasn't a lot of transparency and totally get it. And this time there has been a lot of public participation and outreach done by the, by the committee and to find out, well, let's get this input that everybody wanted to do. And there's been a lot more of it right. on this one. Right. That, that's a positive. I, I, I agree. There, there, it's been very positive. And, uh, I, again, are, are we looking at massive uh, traffic congestion relief? No. I, I don't think that that, that will Well, we're going to have massive traffic growth. So, right. you know. A half a million people moving in over the next 20 to 30 years. And I think I heard something, uh, a million more cars. Yeah. Uh, but we, we've got to do something. Uh, Absolutely, that's a, that's a lot more cars on the road, and I don't think we can build enough roads to uh, not unless to we're going to start stacking them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that is an expensive. That's uh, a lot more expensive than public transportation. I think that it is. I think that it is. So we just need to have uh, an option for people that's very reliable and safe, and uh, that they that they can get downtown. They can get to the airport. That's a big one. Getting to the airport, or uh, get around Quinnett County as well and around this region. Well, I know a long time ago, uh, quite a few years ago, I did a lot of uh, intervention work uh, with teenagers and, and went to the airport because I did a lot of traveling. And for a while, I actually drove to the uh, Shambly Station and took MARTA in, but I'm also one of those people that I just, I, I hate not being able to just walk out, get in my car and go. True. Uh, and that's the way most people are, uh, which is an attitude that's... Well, the millennials are changing a lot of that. They're they're at my son took forever for him to particularly want to drive anywhere. He's thirty one years old, I guess, and and you know he didn't care whether he drives or not. Right. And yeah. he could get in a he could get in a on a bus and go, I guess. But uh, that's not an option here, so he drives to work. That's and right. So he's gotten used to now. He's getting older. Now he's getting used to the I like my car and driving it. Though, but that would change a lot if the young people were brought up a lot more with public transportation. 
That's true. My my 18 year old daughter would much prefer to not have to drive uh, if she doesn't have to. That's her goal. That was to him. Live somewhere where she uh, can go to work without having to drive. And uh, my my uh, son, uh, they're twins, and he can't drive. So uh, his goal has been to uh, <laughs> to save enough uh, money so that he can get uh, one of the uh, a Tesla one day that's uh, fully oh, autonomous. So he can just <laughs> drive up in his wheelchair and say, you know, go you know, drive to work or drive to the mall or whatever. But tell him to go to Tiny Town and talk to Pierre, and he can get in there and start learning how to drive. There you go. <laughs> and actually, they have a pretty good pretty good system for the for learning for teaching for the older kids for oh, the older wow. people. Um, well, you bring us right into a, a real a real good thing because you were talking about can't drive, the live, work, and play and all. And I know that a lot of what the county is looking at is the economic development locally. Um, big place, Gwinnett Place Ball. Right. So, I mean, that we've been working on that, I feel like, for 20 years. And it really hasn't been. But uh, where are we at with that? What's going on? And do you – is – I know there are some changes going on and some changes in place. Let's talk about them. Right. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and it can be a, a – there's a huge opportunity, and sometimes it can be a, a little bit frustrating. Nightmare. Right. Yes. Uh, all around them all, the, it seems to be thriving. Uh, there's certain spots that are still struggling a little bit, but there's some fantastic food restaurant options oh, absolutely. around there, some entertainment options. Uh, there, there's a lot that's going well in the area but the but the mall has been a struggle so in general the i I think the biggest uh issue there uh that our complexity i will say is that uh, the mall is is owned by multiple owners and i I know that you've heard that rick but some some of the other folks uh aren't aren't always fully aware of that right and so the uh the multiple ownership uh along with all the cross leases and uh, legal side of it uh, can be rather complex, and I think that that's why some uh, developers uh, have kind of steered away from it. it. Yeah. That's right. You know, th- it's a big cost, it's a big risk, and then add on top of that, just working through that the legal side of it uh, is enough to kind of tip it to where uh, no one has really wanted to uh, to engage. Take with the it. bull by the horns and go for it. Exactly. Exactly. So e- even from a government standpoint, you know, we we. We know the complexities of it uh, as well, and, and uh, you know the things that we would want to accomplish there. We we, we need uh, we need full buy-in, but 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 there are some positives. Um, up until recently, the mall really hasn't been officially for sale, and uh, it is officially yep. for sale right now. And that's the when I say the mall at that point, that's just the part that's owned by Moonbeam, which is kind of everything but the main anchors, yep. right? And then uh, we had a fantastic company that uh, purchased uh, the old Sears. Right. Uh, they're called Northwood Raven, and mm-hmm. uh, they have done some uh, some great uh, uh, developments uh, over the past several years. Uh, they have enough money to, to make a difference. So I'm glad that they are uh, an, an owner and involved right there. So um, I do the, I, I do think that there are some some things headed in the right direction now. Um, it's still it's still a struggle. Um, I don't know if it'll have to continue to, to decline some more before something happens. I hope not. Uh, we do, from a government standpoint, of course, you know, pay attention to what's going out there from uh, health and safety uh, uh, issues. But um, um, I, I'm I am high on optimism yeah. <laughs> over the next say 18 months of what could uh, potentially happen there at the Gwinnett Place Mall. Well, that. 
could be such a jewel for the county. I mean, it's right in the heart of the county. I mean, that's where the heartbeat is. It's basically center county. That's right. Location, uh, location, location. Oh, right. absolutely. I mean, it doesn't get any better than there. You've got a lot of major roads crossing with Pleasant Hill, and not to mention other roads. you got 85 coming straight through the middle of it. That's right, 316 um, right there. Yeah, I mean, all the groundwork is laid. All you have to do is pick and choose how you want to reconfigure, or, hell, if you tore it down and rebuilt, you would still – it. The, the location is – it can't. you've got uh, a new auto uh, dealership coming in. We do. Yeah, it's a Fortune 500 company that's uh, that'll be coming in and kind of have their regional headquarters there. So there, there are people around the periphery of the mall that are seeing uh, fantastic opportunities. And, and just so you know, the, the county government has done some things over there. We've been working extensively from a, a stormwater um, mm-hmm. a standpoint, which is which can be a major obstacle when it comes to redevelopment. Uh, we've also purchased land over there for for transit. Uh, so we've made that, yep. uh, and then we've done quite a bit from roads that, you know, some of that I mentioned a little bit earlier, roads and sidewalks. Uh, McDaniel Farm Park is right over there, oh, which is awesome, absolute jewel, right? Yes. And uh, we also have a plan. Uh, we're kind of waiting to see exactly what happens with the with the mall, but we do have a plan to make sure that that, that, that uh, park is connected, fully connected to the rest of that Gwinnett Place Mall area as well. So... We, uh, the county is doing a lot of things to kind of make sure that it is ready for a public-private partnership to, to happen there. And, and we do stand ready to, to uh, partner with, uh, with, the right, uh, with the right partner to make sure something uh, positive happens there. Well, that, that place could be s- such an economic boon for the county uh, that a lot of people just don't – a lot of people think, oh, mall, it's just shot. Right. They don't think outside the box of what that place could be. And there are a lot of plans that a lot of things that have been drawn up, looked at it, different ideas. But some of the ideas with the live, work, play uh, community development through there, it's not, it's not the same old mall-type thought process. It's, it's more of a community process. Absolutely. And it could be awesome. Absolutely. And I, I, so the location is phenomenal. Yep. Um, it's probably not great for the amount of retail that was that was there because uh, that that actual space is is a little bit um, hidden from the main roads, mm-hmm. and so um, you're you're absolutely right. You you need some mixed use to happen there. You need you actually need some rooftops absolutely uh, that that will keep things going 24 hours a day and not just uh, 10 to 9. Uh, that could be a 24 24 uh, seven type area. Right absolutely. There. So um, uh, we're waiting for the right partner there. And, uh, well, and I like wish I, said, I had the money. I'd do it because somebody's going to make a lot of money on it. Someone that. will. It'll, they'll have to take a risk. But, uh, again, uh, from the government standpoint, we'll, we'll, we'll acknowledge that risk and see if there's some things we can do to help uh, uh, not eliminate it by, by any stretch but uh, help uh, reduce or mitigate some of the well, risks. Well, I wish there. I was 20 years younger and had about – 30 more million dollars. Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, and along with community development, you've got a lot of initiatives coming up right now. We've got uh, a lot of people don't realize that we do really have a homeless issue to a certain extent in Gwinnett County. Uh, there's food issues. There's, you know, we got a lot. We got the best education system in the whole we do. world. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, and there's a lot of nonprofit partners around. So what are we doing and how are we looking on homeless and just that general idea, general area of subject 
Yeah, I appreciate that. that so it's, I kind of look at that from community development. So uh, we have a uh, we Gwinnett County is phenomenal. So it, it, it for me it's the best place. I know I'm biased, but it's the best place in the world to live. Well, I've lived other places, and it is. <laughs> That's right. So I absolutely love it. Um, but but there are some issues that we want to make sure that we go ahead and tackle before they become a significant problem. So homelessness isn't uh, isn't yet a, at a Huge, crisis nope. point, right? So. Uh, but it is, but it has been increasing. Yes. So, and, and oddly enough, in this great uh, econ- economic time, up until the last uh, week or two, um, it it's actually made housing sort of difficult, uh, particularly kind of entry level housing. Uh, the nice side is uh, how property values have been going up, but it also creates that downside of. Uh, some of the folks that uh, would like to get into a home or, or well, have interest difficult. rates right now, you can't get better. Interest rates are phenomenal. <laughs> that's right. You'll so, zero to point two five. Go right. for it. But construction costs have been going up, and so uh, so there is the, the homelessness has been going up a little bit, uh, uh, and so we want to tackle that before it becomes a, a, a major issue. And uh, my hats off to Matt Elder, absolutely. Uh, home First uh, and uh, United Way. Uh, Primerica has also been uh, partnering on that issue. So our... uh, our Net Coalition's working on it. Absolutely. So just tons of of partners working there. The the shelter, our first shelter, Mm -hmm. uh, should be opening. Uh, It was planned to open at the end of this month, and I hope that that... uh, I know that it'll be ready. Uh, So hopefully the the COVID thing doesn't... uh, delay yeah. that but uh but it'll be if it does it'll be coming very soon it'll be coming very soon and so excited about that uh, that happening uh nice thing about Gwinnett is if we see an issue we all work together to, to, to tackle it right? absolutely uh same thing from uh, food insecurity issue so um that oftentimes can be the first um uh the first contact that we have uh with uh, someone uh, that's experiencing a particular issue, whether it's a loss in job uh, or whatever they may be experiencing, they they have a food issue. And so they will go to one of the co-ops uh, or to a church. And so we want to start capturing that information, for one, making sure that we understand what what's happened. what Why are you in need of this food? And I know right now, actually, the co-ops are being overrun uh, with, with people uh, that uh, that need food right now. So please go out uh, if you can. Uh, drop off some food uh, to to those co-ops. Uh, I often work with the North Gwinnett Co-op. But there's also Norcross Co-op, and I'm not going to start mentioning all of them because yeah, uh, I'm going to miss a bunch. Yep. There's quite a few. So we we have uh, folks. We actually, from a county standpoint, have uh, set aside about $150,000 in the budget this year. Uh, because uh, some of our local partners are really focusing in on that particular issue this year, and we wanted to be able to partner with them and kind of maximize uh, that uh, opportunity there. Uh, from an education standpoint, you said it. I mean, we have the absolute best uh, K through 12 uh, education system, really, I, I think. All the in, way through. Right, throughout this nation. And then you you have UGA that's here and Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. Gwinnett Tech. Gwinnett Tech, um, Georgia Gwinnett College, yep. which is where my son goes. Phenomenal system. Our issue is actually before they enter into that system. So before kindergarten, we need to make sure uh, that these uh, young children are ready to read pre- predominantly. That's, that, that's one of the main issues, that they mm-hmm. get their vocabulary up. 
And so we've been working on that uh, issue as well. And again, just uh, partner after partner coming in and working together on that issue. And then last is uh, uh, access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. So th- those are really kind of the four four big issues that we're kind of tackling here uh, from a county standpoint. And uh, again, we have great partners. I'll, I'll give a shout out, Good Samaritan over uh, in Norcross, and mm-hmm. actually they're expanding beyond that, uh, but Greg Lang, uh, and of course, the, our, our hospital system was Gwinnett Medical, and now it's Northside. Superior. They, they do just an absolutely phenomenal job. So um, they're working on that healthcare access uh, as well. Well, I tell you, I could talk for you for another hour. Um, we're at the end, but I do want to ask you one thing life after politics. Right. I know you are a consultant for the Table Group Consulting. What? What is that? What's Table Group Consulting? So uh, Table Group Consulting is uh, uh, a consulting group uh, that uh, is... uh, That's the name. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We work with uh, an author, and his name is Patrick Lencioni. And so Pat has written a number of business books. Uh, Most of them have been bestsellers. In fact, he has one out. His latest one just came out a week or two ago. Uh, called The Motive, and it's a bestseller as well. But uh, one of his most uh, uh, well-known books is called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And uh, so we do we work with uh, largely, it can be any size company. It winds up being largely medium to larger size companies. We work with their executive teams and help them around uh, their team cohesion, their team effectiveness. We also do some work around their um, alignment. So some uh, organizational clarity. A lot of people would think uh, maybe uh, strategic planning or mission, vision, values, team Mm -hmm. norms, team behaviors. Culture. Culture, so that's what we do. We go in and work with uh, those uh, companies around those particular issues. We also help them with with their meeting, kind of their meeting rhythm and meeting structure. Well, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, everybody knows how to get in touch with somebody with a county. You look it up on Google. That's right. But if somebody wanted to get in touch with you in the area of the consulting area and uh, business management, uh, how would they do that? Because I know somebody's going to want to do that. Well, I appreciate that. Um, definitely, if you want to know more about what the Table Group does, uh, go to ta- tablegroup.com, and uh, you'll uh, check out uh, what they do there. And there's a consulting tab, and uh, you can see what the uh, what we do from a consulting standpoint. And uh, you can email me, uh, jace.brooks at tablegroupconsulting.com. Sounds good. Do you have a phone number? I do. That my, you want to give out? <laughs> I, I, I do not mind. My, uh, my cell phone number is 678-472-0646. That's fantastic. Listen, it has been a great conversation. Uh, a lot of stuff come off, you know, on the table here. We've, you know, talked about a lot with the county. Um, like I said, hate to see you go. Glad to see you doing well in your consulting business. But you've been doing that since a long time ago. What was that, 2013? Yeah, like six or seven years now. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, it's not something new. It's something you've been doing. That's right. Well, listen, I want to thank you for being here, and thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services, and partially brought to you and sponsored by Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road, in Loganville, Georgia, 678-825-2127. Give them a call. They will take excellent care of you. Um, you can remember remember to join us live on every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning. Or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, 
clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then, of course, click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Jace Brooks. Thank you. Awesome council person and hell of a consultant from what I understand. And, um, you know, for our producer, Mike, and, and again, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.